0: Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis.
1: Hi, welcome to Finish Well Radio. Today we are talking about economics, isn't that exciting? And this is episode 117, Economics Explained, so you, that's right, you can understand it. You know, economics impacts us every single day, but many of us feel so intimidated by economics, you just hear the word economics and you say, "Oh." I don't know anything about economics or you know someone says hey do you want to teach a homeschool co-op class on economics and you say no way or you're a teen and you think I don't want to take economics it sounds so boring but I'm here to tell you that economics is not complicated it's definitely not boring and I want to explain some basic economic principles to you in a way that you can understand it and even enjoy it so I'm going to start with a little story. I have a friend named Brian and he stopped over and he showed us his latest purchases. He had bought a dart gun, a music CD, I know no one buys them anymore but he did, and a new amp for his guitar. And I thought to myself, "Oh my goodness," how does he get all that money because i know he works for Coles, he drives a motorcycle and he lives in his own house and from helping him with this finance i know that his checking account hovers near zero and he doesn't even have a savings account oh brian what are you doing i think because you know what we're told by politicians that people spending money is a sign of a healthy economy i mean who cares if their savings account are empty as long as money is, you know, being used to, to purchase or pay off debts, then we have a healthy economy. But is that true? What is a healthy economy in God's eyes, and what is economics anyway? And that's what we're going to talk about. So I'm going to start with what is economics. If you look it up in the dictionary, economics is the study of the production, distribution, and consumption of goods and services. So what does that actually mean? Well, goods are products such as televisions or sailing ships or jeans or jewelry or ice cream or bikes. And services would be things like hairstyling, banking, cleaning, interior decorating or teaching. So people make, sell and buy goods and services all day, day in and day out. You know, if you're like me, you probably pay someone to cut your hair or pay someone. I pay someone to cover the gray in my hair. I go to the bank and that's a service. I might go have a massage and that's a service. I also buy goods. I go to the grocery store every week and I shop for my family. And in that way I'm purchasing goods or I might order something from Amazon. So in the process of all this producing, you know, factories make things, people with Etsy shop make things, people in the shop around the corner, sell services, so in the process of all that, money is being exchanged, so I'm making money from selling some of my books, then I take that money, and I go out, and I buy groceries, so money is coming in, money is going out, and that's basically what economics is, it's the study of things being made, things being sold, and all of that. So economics is pretty simple. It's setting what people make and do and how those things are sold And your daily life. And my daily life is full of buying things. We go to work and produce things and we do things to make money. So Sarah's a hairstylist, she goes to work and she does something to make money. And then money is constantly flowing from one place to another. So I want you to do this. I want you to think of that dollar bill that's in your purse and think about where it has been. Maybe it started as a little boy's allowance and he used it to buy a candy bar at 7-Eleven. The cashier gave it as change to your daughter when she bought a big gulp. Your daughter used it to pay your husband back the dollar she owed him. But then he needed larger bills, so he traded you all his ones and fives for a $20 bill. So just that's just, I mean, a really small look at where that dollar bill has been, because you know the dollar bill has been a lot more places than that. But studying how, why, and where money goes is another part of economics. In heaven, there will be enough of everything we could ever want. But here on earth, there is a limited amount of goods and services to go around. If we could have anything all of us wanted, we might all own beach houses in Hawaii. So economics also is the study of who gets what. That's the question that economics tries to answer. As Christians, we want the solution to who gets what to be righteous, just, and compassionate. So economics is the study of who ends up with what and how it gets there. It's the study of where money goes and it's the study of what people make and do and how those things are sold. So isn't that pretty simple? And if you think of that, economics isn't abstract at all. It's very practical. It's part of our daily life. So now I'm gonna get a little bit scarier. I'm gonna talk about macroeconomics. Macroeconomics focuses on the big picture, macro and then economics. So microeconomics, we'll talk about that next, focuses on the details of the big picture. So for example, in macroeconomics, we would study economic systems, national economies, sections of the economy, and how economic spheres interact. So what does all that mean? I am going to tell you. (laughs) Okay, so the first thing we would study would be economic systems. So there's basically three kinds of economic systems. There's the command system, the free market system, and the mixed. So the command system, just think of command, yes, sir. In the command system, the government is completely in charge of the economy. So the government owns the money, owns the businesses, and tells people what to make and do. A command system would be a socialist government, a communist government, or a fascist government. All of those are command systems. Now, the second kind of economic system would be a free market. Just think of free, free freedom. People are free. In a free market, all the control belongs to the people. So the people decide what they're gonna make, the people decide what they're gonna buy, and the people control the money or capital, that's why it's called capitalism, and the people regulate themselves. So the government is not involved in a free market. Most economies in the world are a mixed economy, which is a combination of both of those things. And since they're the complete opposite, you can imagine that combining them is a little awkward. So some economies lean much more to a free market like Singapore, but they still have some command economics where the government is involved. And then other um, economies are almost completely command like china but they do have some free market in their system so that's what economic systems are the next thing national economies that just means Like there's the Swiss economy, there's the United States economy, there's the British economy, and there's the Korean economy. All of those, it's just basically what is going on economically in those nations. So that's pretty simple. Another thing we study in macroeconomics is sections of the economy. A section of the economy would be like housing. If we talk about the housing market, we talk about how many houses are being built and sold what are they costing? What is it costing to make them? That would be the housing sector of the economy. Or we might talk about Wall Street. You know, people say, oh, the Dow Jones closed that blah, 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 blah. That would be Wall Street. And that basically we're talking about stocks when, and we're talking about, you know, stocks are just small little pieces of a company that individuals own and those are stocks and and that value of that changes every day we might talk about farming farming is another sector of the economy what are farmers growing how much are they selling their crops for how much are they selling their animals for and all of how much is it costing to raise those crops so all of that would be talking about the farming sector of the economy And then sometimes we talk about how economic spheres interact. For example, if we have a big layoff at an automotive company, how does that affect the stock market? So I hope that makes sense now. Those words sound so scary, but they're really pretty simple. Macroeconomics looks at the economy as a whole and the factors that cause or inhibit growth. In other words, what's happening in the world that makes people buy more stuff? That's pretty simple, right? Macroeconomics studies how groups and nations manage the flow and distribution of wealth. So what do I mean by that? Wealth is money land stuff like possessions, your car stereo, houses, skills, education, and products. So all of that stuff how is that flowing from one person to another one business to another one nation to another macroeconomics looks at that and so macroeconomics sometimes looks at supply and demand but only as part of the big picture so that's macroeconomics is kind of taking a big picture view of where money is going what people are doing with that money and what nations are doing that money. So that's pretty simple, right? Now microeconomics. In microeconomics, the focus is more on the laws of supply and demand, but it looks at it at a smaller level. So supply is how much of something there is. If there's a shoe company in Michigan and they have 5,000 pairs of shoes for sale, those 5,000 shoes are their supply. Demand is if people want something and how much they want and how much they're willing to pay for it. So if only 10 people in Michigan want the shoe company's shoes, there's not a big demand. So there's a big supply and a small demand. So to get people to buy the shoes, the company in Michigan is going to have to lower the price on the shoes. And I'm not going to get into supply and demand in any detail right now, because I want to spend an entire podcast on talking about supply and demand. But I do want you to understand that supply is how much of something there is, and demand is how much people want it. That's kind of like the bottom line of that. And so microeconomics studies how consumers or shoppers behave and how individual businesses make decisions about how much stuff they're gonna make and how much they're gonna charge for it. So microeconomics looks at questions like, why do people buy what they buy? What makes people want to buy something? What determines how much people are willing to spend on something they want? And how much does a business need to charge to cover expenses and make a profit? So when you talk about supply and demand, you kind of also talk about a sweet spot where the sweet spot is how it's kind of the balance between how much a consumer is willing to pay and how cost effective it is for a producer like a business to make that so it has to be cost effective but it also has to be a price that the consumer is willing to pay and like I said I'm going to talk about that in a different podcast microeconomics helps businesses and individual people manage their wealth make wise decisions and big budgets business budgets personal budgets whenever we talk about those kind of things we're talking about microeconomics now, we're going to take a quick break right now, and we're going to hear a word from our sponsor. So we will be right back.
0: Powerline Productions wants to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus as you homeschool your children. Because of this, we offer a wide variety of books and ebooks about homeschooling as well as homeschool classes like economics finances and business Meredith Curtis designed this class for high school seniors and adults it takes an intense look at macroeconomics from a biblical free market perspective and challenges students to apply biblical principles to all aspects of economics and business learn more at powerlineprod.com that's dot com. powerline productions being world changers raising world changers You've been listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Now back to your host, Meredith Curtis.
1: Hey, welcome back. We've been talking about Economics, and we learned it's just so simple. It's just the study of basically stuff and money and where it goes and what it does and how it's distributed. And it really does affect our daily life. Everyone is affected by money and stuff and wealth. And so we also talked about the difference between macroeconomics and microeconomics. And it is important that we understand both and it's not really complicated. And now we're going to talk about another economic term. If you've ever heard this, the GNP or the gdp the gmp is the gross national product and the gdp is the gross domestic product so it's simply the total amount of all the goods and services that are bought and sold in a nation so for instance the gdp or the um, gross domestic product in america would be every ice cream cone every hot dog every cell phone every haircut every car every house every book every pedicure every car wash that's bought and sold in america that would be our gross domestic product and so it's how many things are being sold and what they're paid for it and all that money that's flowing around that's what it's called so economics uses the gnp and the gdp to look at how people get what they want, who gives it to them, how they get it, and how much they get. So when people who are consumers, because they consume or buy things, start buying more and more, the economy grows or expands. Conversely, when people or consumers buy less and less, the economy is in a recession or depression. The problem we have when we define a growing economy by increased spending is that when consumers stop spending and save, which is a good thing to do according to scripture, then the economy is, quote, needing to be fixed, unquote. But you see, the economy, you know how there's the law of gravity, where if you throw something up in the air, it comes down because of gravity, Well, the economy has a cycle. And that's just a law. It's an economic law. And the economy goes in cycles of growing and recessing, growing and recessing. And if you just don't tamper with that cycle, if you just let it go, it has a very gentle flow from one to the other. And you can actually take advantage of times of recession and depression in your own family's economic cycle and in a nation or the world economic cycle in what's going on you could take advantage of those times to get rid of excess to streamline and you can take advantage of times of expansion to save so i'm going to talk about the economic cycle in a full podcast so we will come back to that in another time but for right now just remember the economic cycle is not something bad. It's just the way it is. It's like just the way it is, is that you have little tiny hairs in your nose and you really don't want to torture, get rid of them because they capture little allergens and keep you from getting sick. Well, the economic cycle is something good. It's not something bad. So I hope that you've seen some really scary sounding economic terms are actually very, very simple. And I hope you won't let the term economics scare you anymore. Now, I want to talk a minute about teaching economics in high school because if you're listening, you're either a teen or a parent or a single that's going to have teens one day. So, I think learning about economics in high school is really, really important. And I know that when I, it was time for me to teach my oldest daughter. I have five adult children now. They've all graduated from high school. They've all graduated from college. And when it was time for my first one to teach economics, I said, forget it. I am not gonna have her read a dry, boring, confusing economic textbook. I want to create something fun and interactive I want them to learn biblical economic principles and I want them to learn things that they can use for the rest of their life because economics isn't hard. It's especially like when you learn about money and business in an interesting, practical way, it helps you for the rest of your life. And I know that some of the people that I've taught economics to, because I've taught it in my house, and then I've also taught it in homeschool co-ops, I am watching them live out economic, biblical principles that work. They're living debt-free. They are budgeting they are giving and tithing generously and it's so exciting to watch them do that. So I created a course called Economics, Finances and Business and it's a one credit economics course and it basically it's a textbook but it's a lot more than a textbook. So there's the textbook is written in more of a conversational style just like I'm talking to you and then you also read a lot of living books on economics. But It goes way beyond the reading so you learn to budget manage personal household and business finances you do something called an apartment project where you have to find an apartment and furnish it and figure out how far it is from where you work and figure out how much money you need to make to be able to maintain your life with that you make a plan to buy a car you invest in the stock market and buy stock You learn to use consumer wisdom, plan for college, choose a career. And then we also dig into having your own business, creating logos and slogans, making a business plan, and actually experiencing having your own home business. We also write essays and we actually give one economic speech. We have a career panel. It's just a really fun, fun year. And that's how I chose to teach my children economics because I didn't want them to read a textbook and take a test. I wanted them to get their hands messy by delving into all kinds of real life economic things. So if you're looking for an economics course for your teenager or you're a teenager and you want to take economics in an interesting way, then you have to tell your mom to go to powerlineprod.com and get economics, finances, and business for your family. You will not regret it at all. And so I hope you've enjoyed learning about economics and I'm looking forward to seeing you next time. Until then, God bless you and keep you.
0: Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.